we've got the aftermath of nationwide protests, and we've got anticipation of new sanctions. Hello from our broadcast headquarters in Prague, and welcome to the Power Vertical Briefing, a weekly look ahead at stories we expect to make news this week. My name is Brian Whitmore, host of the Power Vertical Podcast here at RFERL, and joining me in the studio is RFERL's news editor, Steve Gutterman. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Brian. So, thousands of Russians and dozens of cities heated opposition leader Alexei Navalny's call for nationwide protest this weekend against presidential elections they are calling a sham. Some 350 people were arrested. Steve, what jumped out at you about these protests? Some are arguing they were smaller than previous protests. Was this a win or a loss for Alexei Navalny? I think uh, overall, overall, it's more of a win. I mean, it, yes, uh, the protests may have been smaller uh, than than some of the previous ones that he's held last year, for instance. Um, uh, and there were fewer detentions uh, this time around. Um, but uh, I, I think two things, uh, two things, sort of in the in the win side. Uh, one is that he's keeping up this argument that uh, that the election is. Putin's reappointment, that it's, um, you know, it's it's not an election. Uh, and, you know, he has thousands of, of Russians, some of them young, um, you know, but of all ages coming out on the street and, and saying that, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, regardless of the numbers, I mean, if, you, if you're saying that uh, support is flagging, you know, possibly, but it's not like he's going to uh, change the result of the election anyway. So I think just sort of getting the message out there and continuing to do so is is arguably a win um, for Navalny. Uh, the other thing, maybe minor, but again, he was detained. I mean, he was released uh, shortly afterward or a few hours afterward. But um, I, I think, you know, many people would perceive the fact that uh, police come up and roughly detain him, you know, as a sign, as he argues and others argue, that, that Putin, you know, has some, some fear of him. So it's almost like a ritual of these things that he gets arrested in the first five minutes. You know? Right. And just, I mean, so the background of that obviously is that, you know, they wanted to hold the, the rally in central Moscow. They weren't given permission. You know, why not? The question is, why not? You know, if you're not afraid of, of someone, why, why um, deny them permission to give them to hold a rally and then and then detain them when they do so. So I think those those two things are kind of in the win category for Navalny. Yeah, no, I would agree with you that it's a win, and I would say it's a win because of what it portends. Um, this is a shape of things to come. Navalny's going to be trolling this election for the next couple of months, basically trolling the fake election. He's going to be doing it on the streets, and he's going to be doing it on his YouTube channel, and he's going to be doing it on his blog, and he's going to be doing it on social media, and he's just not going to stop. And I always said that this put the authorities in a very difficult position vis-a-vis Navalny, because sure, they could put him away, but then he becomes the story when they want the story to be about something else. Or they leave him alone to troll it or hit him with petty harassment, which really isn't going to have that much of an effect. So the end result of this, and again, you know, Russian elections are all about ritual, show, narrative, and he's going to spoil the ritual, which is going to, as a result, this election is going to be unlike previous Russian elections. So I think I would I would agree with you. This is this is a win, and it's uh, a sign of, a, of the shape of things to come over the next couple of months going forward. We expect to see a lot more of this. Um, in another story we're watching pretty closely today, the United States Treasury is set to release a list of the most politically connected Russian oligarchs 
who could be subject to sanctions. Andrei Kostin, the head of Russia's VTB uh, Bank, called the move an act of economic warfare and an attempt to pressure Russia. Well, duh. <laughs> I think that is uh, uh, the economic warfare. I'd maybe take issue with but the attempt to pressure Russia. Certainly. Um, the, the logic of this being that, you know, for years, Russian oligarchs have been able to acquire their money in a kleptocracy and stash it in the safe havens of the West. Um, one of the messages here, besides the punitive nature of the sanctions, is if you can't continue to have it both ways. If you want access to the safe harbors of the West, you have to abide by the rules of the right. safe harbors of the West. Um, members of the Russian economic elite, according to various reports, are reportedly very nervous about this. Some are saying they're not as nervous as people are making it out to be. Others are saying people are going as far as to not tr- trying not to be in photographs right. with Vladimir Putin so as to not be seen as, as uh, being part of the influential elite. Um, just got back from Washington. Reportedly, there is intensive lobbying in Washington to stay off the list. We'll see who's on it today. Um, what do you expect in Moscow when this thing finally comes out? It's very much anticipated. Well, one thing, um, which is kind of ironic, maybe you, you could imagine um, oligarchs or tycoons airbrushing themselves out of photos <laughs> with, <laughs> on, on the top of the uh, Lenin mausoleum. <laughs> but, um, I mean, one one thing you mentioned, uh, you know, the list is coming out today. But but one one thing that will be interesting to watch is is how much of the list comes out today because mm-hmm. they could keep uh, part or all of the names um, confidential for you know, yeah citing. part of it's going to be classified and it's going to be redacted um, so it'll be interesting to see what's in the public portion and that's a strategic choice too who, who the who, whom the, the 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 treasury wants to be known pu- publicly right exactly so I mean I, I think some people are saying you know the the Trump administration wants to keep you know, because Trump signed the signed the law, you know, grudgingly. Um, you know that that they want to kind of uh, keep keep it a little bit under wraps. Um, but so yeah, that that's absolutely a tactical decision as well. Um, and I think you know, I think out of Moscow, what we're going to have is a fair amount of people saying that they're proud to be on the list, um, but at the same time, that's obviously not going to be. You know, that's obviously sort of. You know, we'll be seeing a lot of kind of public relations uh, uh, moves and, and statements, but um, I think that will hide some some serious concern. I mean, they're, they're yeah, they're going to definitely try to put a brave face on this, but the fact of the matter is, the elite is nervous about just how nervous is a subject to to to, to, to interpretation. Are people really airbrushing themselves out of photos with Putin? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But there is. Judging just from the Russian media, this is one. This this is being as discussed as the election right Absolutely. now, which should, which which should actually um, tell you something. What about counter sanctions? And we certainly this is not going to go unanswered. Now, uh, the thing we must note here: this list is not a sanctions list. No, the no. People on the list are not sanctioned. This list is mandated by 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 a law passed by Congress uh, months ago that requires that this list come out. Um, right. People could be subject to sanctions on this list, but yeah, not necessarily. Exactly. But we, but we certainly should expect some kind of uh, response from Moscow out of this. I mean, in terms of sort of direct or you know the mirror. Counter sanctions. Obviously, it's it's the type of thing where um, 
if they, if they do the same thing, you know, okay, we're barring you or we're listing you as being potentially under under Rus- Russian sanctions, you'll have the same U.S. response as, oh, well, I didn't want a vacation in Samara anyway. Right. So, but I think what what may be interesting to look at is is how the other aspects of the, I guess, geopolitical relationship work. I mean, this is coming um, when there's some sign of a possible agreement or, you know, uh, on Ukraine between Russia and the U.S. Uh, quite a, a interesting remarks by Surkov saying the new what he says are new U.S. proposals for a peacekeeping mm-hmm. uh, contingent you know seem totally feasible. So you know I think was that statement meant you know is Russia trying to to blunt the you know or or to to blunt this 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 new sanctions or the new Kremlin list by making nice about issues such as Ukraine, you know, will there be something in Syria? So I think that's one place to look for for Russia's response is mm-hmm. the kind of other geopolitical things that they're yeah, doing. Yeah, where they're going to move on Ukraine and, and on Syria. And this, I mean, most a lot of the, the, the analysis looks at it as an effort to kind of divide Putin from the economic elite of the country. We have to look at that going forward if that if that if that has any traction. Absolutely, um, I find it hard to to imagine since the economic elite and the political elite are effectively fused with each other. But uh, right, we'll, I mean, we'll you see could see a forward. time in ten years or so when they're not. But I mean, yeah. for now it seems like. But if it's if it seems to be an attempt to begin that process, so we'll be, we'll be looking very closely as this list comes out again, most likely later today, according to according to preliminary reports. Well, that's all we have time for today, so we'll wrap it up. You've been listening to the Power Vertical Briefing, a weekly look ahead at stories making news in Russia. We do this every Monday, so be sure to tune in. I'm Brian Whitmore, host of the Power Vertical Podcast, and joining me in the studio has been RFERL's news editor Steve Gutterman. Join us join us again next week, and now as always, I leave you with the soothing sound of Noise MC.